me. It goes back to the statute of uh, the Edict of Nantes, I believe, which is not... the... <laughs> where they did an edict about you, you Nantes. <laughs> <laughs> you predicted my joke. <laughs> From our dusty cellars. How can there be so few northern white rhinos when they're always so horny? It's the final <laughs> countdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I get yeah. you. Yep, yeah, good. I'm Manus Cronin, and joining us this week as always, special guests and regular guests and the people who are always here, Jack Toner and Gavin Carberry. Hello. <clears throat> Glad to be here. And how are we In almost agenda? extinct when we're always so horny? And we're <laughs> <laughs> Is that joke funnier with northern white rhinos or unicorns? I think it's funnier with no- northern white yeah, Irishmen. Northern white rhinos. <laughs> <Because> unicorn <laughs> has horn in it, like already. Yeah, it does. You're mm. kind of you're 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 burying the lead, which for a joke, uh, I would say is probably what you want to do. Yeah, you exactly yeah. want fact, to do it. Built into the structure of jokes is burying the lead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right. It's true. On the agenda this week, Irish water. The Queen is dead. Long live the King. And one other observation. From oh, the I've got... I've got and Gavin something. has something. What was I've your got, thing? I had something. Oh, you have something. No, no, my, 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 my agenda item is Gavin had something. Oh, Gavin oh. has something. We will get to that That's and not more. A great but, idea. Be, <laughs> but before we do, it is time to take a rigorous introduction to these beers that we've spent ages choosing. Gavin, what did you pick for all of us? Now, this, this one's for the beer nerds. This one is for you, BN. This one's for you, Gilly. This one is also, they're all for you, Howard. Uh, <laughs> also, should note that he's drinking it out of a jar, so he's really committing to the nerd element of this. To the nerd element. It is Horizont. We had them a few weeks ago. I believe we had their New England IPA, was it? Or was it their triple dry hop? I can't remember. This was is it a both? Bro- it might have been both there. Yeah, it might have been a triple dry hop New England IPA. Yeah. Uh, a a TDHNE IPA, if you will. There's a lot um, of letters in that, yes. This is their sour series. It's a breakfast sour, which are not two words I've heard together. <laughs> when I look at the ingredient list, I'm going to read it out and I'm going to pause at certain points and you tell me if you think I'm done. <laughs> Water. Mm. No one was fooled by that one. Great. <laughs> barley malt, oat malt, flaked wheat, flaked barley, flaked oat. Happy done. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of flakes and oats going on. Yeah. I see where they're getting the breakfast element. Blueberry puree, raspberry puree, blackcurrant puree, yogurt. Oh, lovely. Nope, no, no, you're not finished. The... There's no way, no way you're finished. No, there's more. Lactose and coffee beans. That's all the ingredients. And cacao nibs. That's a lot of fucking ingredients, boys. That's an entire shopping list. Does it list? It doesn't list the eggs, which is difficult because they really over egg that pudding. You know, (laughs) they really did over egg it. Yeah, it. And on first tasting, damn, that's malty. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll never know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. Obviously, the coffee's there in sort of an aftertaste vibe, but you do get the kind of sour of the blackberry and the blueberry and the raspberry. This is as weird 
as it promises. It's like, you know the way like real like coffee connoisseurs would be like, oh yeah, that's like dark fruits. It kind of tastes like that in reverse where you're eating a blueberry and you're like, mmm, coffee. <laughs> like it doesn't taste like coffee, but it does taste like coffee. And cacao nibs, it does have that bitterness, has a real sweetness and a sourness. Where they find uh, room to put to make this six point seven percent, I'll have no idea. But yeah, it's weird. I'm it not sure. It even looks weird. I, what one that really jumped out at me was how many purees there were, and it really yeah. seems like one, three times the amount of one of those would have done a better job. Yeah, doesn't it yeah, sound kind of, like? It's kind of like when you you go to the supermarket to buy your frozen fruit because you're like, I don't want fruit to go off. The blueberries are like three euro. The strawberries are like three euro, but the and the raspberries are like three euro. But the bag of raspberries, blueberries, and strawberries together is one euro. I mean, yeah, yeah what's going on there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes, Gav. How is your frozen fruit separation business taking off? It's actually going. Uh, it, it's going spectacularly. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's what they don't tell us. It's one of the big secrets. They actually all do grow together on a big bush, but we we've like socially decided that it's better to. Yeah, <laughs> we've ghettoized. Ah, yeah, ah, it's the black blue strawberry bush. Okay. <laughs> but doesn't it sound like that? Like a, like a smoothie company, like decided to make the ultimate combo breakfast smoothie, and then they went back to check on their thing, and it was like, ah, oh, shit, we left it out of their fridge. What? Well, it's fermented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we I guess we made a breakfast sour yeah and oops I spilled my coffee in it like it's, <laughs> the coffee and the cacao nibs are it's actually it's, I don't think it's the coffee beans I think it's the cacao nibs I'm tasting because they have a real distinct mm. bitterness to them and um, that like you know a lot of IPAs and stuff have a bitterness to them but it's a different like level or something you know it's kind of like almost it's almost an acrid aftertaste yeah, which i don't yeah. think fits you know yeah it's it's a, i'm also curious about the term breakfast sour because like we've sort of accepted it with breakfast stout actually yeah. i'm curious about the breakfast prefix in general does it strike anyone else that it is basically just a subtle hint at the people who are into craft beer because they're alcoholics <laughs> yeah. it's like well it's a breakfast day. it's like what does that mean well obviously it doesn't mean you have it for breakfast what does it mean okay it means a little bit like you have it for breakfast yeah i have it for breakfast i pour it in my cocoa pops so i eat it yum 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 yeah i have it for breakfast it's better you know look before this came out i was eating dutchy nut cornflakes which is you know, <laughs> But this bowl of berry, berry cornflakes was just right. That is, of course, served by Dutch Goldilocks and the three beers, which is a story to tell your children. They, um, you know, it's like the way Archway are like, that's oh, the beer, drink driving. But obviously when asked, they're like, yeah, but don't drink driving on it. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But drink. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> all our ads explicitly told you to. <laughs> I thought you would have. But look, we we expect you to take some personal responsibility when we won't take any of ours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so that's that's an interesting one, Gavin. And I, I'm I'm almost sorry I can't taste it. And actually, I'm becoming increasingly sorry I can't taste it or any of the other alcohols that I so enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <not> <laughs> 
Uh, do you have anything there, Booty? Or uh, I'm enjoying a punk again. I had one in the fridge and did not have time to go and get. Uh, forgot to go and get another one. Uh, so, look, here we are. Not to be said for his line, I'm enjoying nothing, so I've done even less work than either of you. What did you, did you did you get that as a gift, Gavin? Or were you like buzzing around the shop going breakfast? Hmm. What happened there? No, I did not choose it, and I also don't think it was in the list of beers that Joyce got me for being a very good fiance. Um, <laughs> you I, got your good boy beers? I got my good boy beers. Um, yeah, or it must it must have been. Um, or maybe I picked it up in Stephen Street a while ago. It was in the back of the fridge anyway. And like, mm. yeah. yeah, really, really, really interesting. Um, beer, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure, like, yeah, TBC on, on what it's, what it actually is in terms of an out of 10. But Horizont are like, they're fast becoming like a brewery that I would pick up yeah. regularly because they're swinging for the fences and like their last beer was really delish. And I think, yeah, they're, they're one to watch for me. Yeah, I'll take swinging for the fences over mediocre, for sure. Uh, yeah. I have to drink 10 of them, in which case, obviously, yeah. give me the mediocre, give it to me now. So, Dan, <laughs> you, got, you, got some, you got some some good boy beers for being a good fiancé. What would you have got if one of you had been a good fiancé and one of you had been a bad fiancé? Poison uh, beers? Poison beers. Poison beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not making two stops. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta love it. Um, uh, so we'll come back to will we get we'll get a more in depth review on Punk IPA, obviously, because we haven't ever talked about that enough uh, in beer news this week. There's new branding for Galway Bay's Galway Hooker. Yeah, I think it could. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I might just do a quick Google. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's shitty, but like you know, it's not like the one before it was brilliant. Um, yeah, the one before was shitty. <laughs> yeah, but like so. Uh, my my initial reaction was, of course, to hate it because I hate all change. But then I thought about it. It's like Goy Hooker is a pretty good beer that you basically never hear about. Yeah. So like maybe they do need to just get people to go, oh, what's this this new thing, you know? And then they'll try it, and then they go, huh, this is pretty good. Uh, so I actually I'm pretty much in favor of uh, Goy Hooker changing their beer. And the only reason I know that is because of all the beer research I do deep in the beer. Uh, journals by which i mean i uh, looked at uh, the beer nuts twitter uh he's one of i think i follow like four active accounts so <laughs> i gotta pretty much get the whole thing right into my veins as as no. a as a, as a person who works in brand at the moment i'm just gonna say galway bay at galway hooker uh yeah. it, it hasn't worked uh, on your website it's still apparently oh that's me well, who doesn't work there oh we can hear you loud and clear manis well, I suppose mumbly and unclear. <laughs> um, hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Shoot, Gav. Hey. So, yeah, their rebrand, they haven't... Okay, I'm seeing it on their new beers, but, like, their Twitter isn't filled with, like, this is our new brand. Yeah, I, I also he... went looking for it and was like, is this different? <laughs> I ah, know it is. There, there's, there's like it's like a blue label. They've got different fonts and stuff. Um, yeah, the blue label's their IPA. Then they've got their payload. They've got different. The different font works. Yeah. See, the problem with one of the reasons why their website may not have updated it is because the person who updates their website only takes hand delivered letters that are brought to him on like a curric. Um, <laughs> so, they may actually still be rowing to him at the moment. 
It seems like the Irish Pale Ale hasn't rebranded, but the IPA has, and the oh, and the Irish Pale, pale Ale and the, the Pale and the, and the Pale Ale has a new can, but that uh, yeah, it all seems to be going to cans now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't find well like the the rebrand is subtle enough that uh, or I just couldn't remember what it is because I haven't had a Galway hooker in forever. But they've had a rebrand. They needed one, I would say. Yeah. The kind of the, the the maroon or what would you call that color? I would have like, said I would have said yeah yeah claret, but yeah claret maybe maybe maroon yeah whatever color. Uh, it is, yeah. yeah, it was kind of weak. It didn't stand out on the shelves like. Branding is so important yeah. in craft beer and everyone else is deadly at it. And you in Come fact on, should change up, unless you've got one of those like iconic classic, and there's way fewer of those than brands seem to think there are. Unless you've got one of those, which you should never change. Um, mm. you, you should just change it for good or for bad every couple of years, probably. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just because there's people who will have just ignored it or for some reason not seen it, and then they'll go, oh, I'll try that. Maybe it's new. Yeah. You know, uh, and the, the loyal customer will hopefully follow it uh, and that's uh, that that um marketing uh advice that i've just given all you brewers out there you should just take that i'm not in any way investigate what i know about marketing don't yeah 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 don't look into that at all uh, that's a bad move uh, that beer that beer news segment is just put in there to placate all you beer people who've been giving out to me because there's no beer in the podcast <laughs> so so once a week we will read out one tweet from the beer no, no. <laughs> And uh, I'm looking for him to... that you asked was <laughs> yeah. I I did ask him once. Did it fuck up his whole weekend if like someone asks him first? Does he have to change his his tweet? Like, mm. you know, <laughs> but I did ask him. I said nothing. Well, and is that supposed to be like a passive aggressive thing? It's like not that you care, but here you know, is my beer <laughs> of the week. Whereas I don't know. Um. Quick one. I was sitting on the toilet yesterday, as I often, where I often do some of my best thinking. And I started to think about that. You know, that scene in Goodfellas, the famous one. Well, there's it's actually a film that's full of famous ones, so I'll describe which famous one. The the big long one where Ray Liotta is bringing Lorraine Bracco into the nightclub, and they go through the kitchen, and they go through all the back corridors. And it, yeah, I've, it I've never seen the like one. I've seen it parodied enough that I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know if it's one one continuous take, but it certainly looks like one continuous take. Mm. And he gets there and he skips all the cues and he gets brought to the front and they get to sit at their little table and it's, it's iconic. Ma- uh, that must be what it's like when sweet corn goes through your body. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, baby, come here. We're in the col- We're in the colon now. <laughs> it just bypasses everything. Oh. It doesn't- Ever since I was a little baby corn, I always wanted to be a wise guy. (laughs) (laughs) What, this poo is runny? Runny how? How is it runny? (laughs) What, I amuse you? Very, very good. It's an image I can't get out of my head. Yeah, there it is. I can't remember the song, but like it's just getting escorted in, you know. I mean, if any of us were any good at animation, it'd be done tomorrow, you know. Mm. 
Maybe if any of us were any good at pot, if any of us were any good at podcasting, someone who is good at animation would just do it for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the big podcasts will have like a guy who'll just do it, like, hey, look, just to get attention, they'll do it. Yeah, but uh, we don't, we don't have that. No, um, that and- um, it was a great thing. I loved it, and it relates to my agenda item, which it was. Oh, Gavin had a thing. Yeah. Oh. So I go into work on Thursday. Okay. I go into work, all right? And I go in a bit early trying to get the work done. I tip a tap on the, the uh, laptop. I feel a little bit of pain in my back, my lower back. I'm mm. like, oh, must have slept mm. awkwardly. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll ignore it. I might, I'll, I'll just kind of see, go for a bit of a walk, go for a jog up downstairs. Maybe I'll kind of shake it off. Go into a meeting, it's all grand. Come out of that meeting. The slight pain has turned into pretty bad pain, uh, mm. bordering on excruciating. I think that, like, my ulcerative colitis is back, which would be a fucking disaster. Um, and I have to go home. I, like, I feel, like, nauseous with pain. I am so uncomfortable. I take the, the afternoon off. I'm like, holy shit. I book an appointment for the doctor the next morning. And the next morning, I'm, I'm feeling, like, a little bit better. I go into the doctor, I tell him, like, listen, here's what I think it is. The pain feels, like, similar to when I had a flare-up of my... Um, what, like, what What do you think? He's like, okay, right. Give me a urine sample. Let's do some, like... He taps on my stomach, taps on my back where the tenderness is and stuff, and then, like, does the test for the urine sample. He's like, I got news for you, dog. He says, I got news for you, dog. Yeah, it's uh, that guy. Yeah, that's how you know that. he's a good doctor. That's how you know he's a good doctor. Or that. I don't, th- I don't think that's ulcerative colitis. I think you had a kidney stone. Oh! It was fucking painful, blinding painful, and I had the kidney stone and passed it like that evening oh, he think, at some point. He thinks you passed Whoa. it before you even came to him? Yeah, before I came to him. Oh. Yeah. He was like, here's what it probably is. Like, you've got, like, trace amounts of blood in your urine, which seems to indicate that, like, it's something in the urinary renal factory mm. and like you know if it walks like a kidney stone talks like a kidney stone it's a kidney stone oh wow, wow. yeah and let me tell you guys no fun absolutely no fun so it's probably from all that um that port wine and venison you've been eating every day you know? absolutely so yeah much, yeah You've probably you probably know got I love my breakfast well. port. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It says it. It has yogurt in it. It's healthy. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, Gavin. That's. I mean, in one sense, it's really good that that's what it was because I mean, ulcerative colitis is awful, and the kidney yeah, stones. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I came out of the doctor's like skipping. I was like, oh my god, it was just a kidney stone, you know? Because <laughs> like, yeah, you see, would be like a, a, a week problem or a month problem or something, yeah. you know. Whereas a kidney stone is a day problem. Pretty bad day, but it's bad day. But yeah, yeah. And I presume he also told you that if things like blood in the urine and uh, the pain and that sort of stuff, if they persist, that you should just go ahead and ignore it, you big bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He did actually say. Yeah, it's probably a kidney stone. Most people don't even notice them. Uh, <laughs> most people it. have like a pretty good pain tolerance. Uh, you must be <laughs> actually going to write you a prescription for a pair of cojones. 
yeah um those doctors man it's uh they've come a long way from the caring sensitive doctors of two months ago they're they're just sick of your shit now yeah 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 a lot of hypochondriacs just put them over the edge uh, <laughs> um so congratulations yeah. you've birthed a kidney stone that's I have good birthed um, a kidney stone. Did you get I, to, but you didn't get to keep it because you passed it already i passed already and i didn't even like i thought that like when you pass kidney stone you hear like a at the bottom of the toilet or something yeah no not not for me yeah, I, heard wow. with I, big, I heard that does happen to people with big mickeys but I'm, I'm yeah <laughs> and i didn't feel it come out because my mickey is so big no no yeah. not, not my mickey just the hole just it's kind of like a, yeah it's kind of like a rigatoni you know <laughs> <laughs> i got that penne penis <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know gavin if you should, interestingly penne and penne um uh, spelled the same uh, to my ears pronounced the same one means the pasta one means penis in italian uh, <laughs> no depends, how, depends how you say it but i can't hear the difference penne and like um, penne yeah something like that but that's more obvious the person who was explaining it to me i was like you just said the same word twice my friend <laughs> uh, gavin it's good that you had i don't know if you intend to have children uh, at all with uh, with joyce uh, or with anyone else so i'm not going to judge or, yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah don't 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 you know i'm not pigeonholing you there if you if you see the opportunity to to, if you for example come across some sort of amazonian giant and want to not pass up your chance to have an international second row as a child (laughs) i think you should take it and i think joyce would understand but if you do decide to breed with you know who's absolutely a b plus in the genetic uh, lottery (laughs) and you can tell that to joyce for me i'm not embarrassed and you could say yeah if you do decide uh, that the, the children in your future, at least now you'll understand what childbirth is like first. So you'll be able exactly. to, to yeah. kind of advise her a lot. I've heard from a lot of people that it's worse. I've, I, I, I mean, I won't be telling Joyce that, obviously, but no, I've heard right. from a lot of people that it's worse. Yeah, I mean, of course it's worse because it's happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold her hand and pretend I care, but like realistically, yeah. once everyone survives... Yeah. <laughs> now, I also feel like the doctor told me that was like, okay, that's grand. And like the pain was bad, but like, you know, it didn't last too long and it no. was manageable enough. Obviously, that means that it was a small kidney stone. Yeah. And like, you know, that's no, it, it, it was just small, so it didn't hurt as much. My brain on the day was thinking, oh, I'm such a fucking huge tank. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a lot of people don't with these bad boys <laughs> yeah i didn't even notice that well that you're kind of like a 17 year old who's like i don't even get hangovers yeah 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 exactly oh yeah because you drank four ciders and puked them all up of course you're not hung over <laughs> you, you little sissy <laughs> which again doctors have taken to doing now which is when they used to, if you would come in, they would like pump, if you come in with alcohol poisoning as a teenager, they would pump your stomach full of saline and then like, like make you puke it all up. Now they just like call you a little bitch boy and just yeah, send yeah. you away. <laughs> uh, they say puke, you can't hack the sesh and kick your ass out of the hospital, which is, you know, frankly, a return to form and what they should be doing. <laughs> um, okay, we may only have time for either Irish water or the Queen is dead, long live the king. Um, let's do the queen is dead long live the king because um don't worry folks you this is not just a banked episode uh, this is the most recent one this is how close we are 
We got to do something topical. I forgot I did this um, because the day the Queen died, I I drank a few celebratory cans of Guinness and then a, a, a celebratory half bottle of whiskey. You know, it was still September. It wasn't <laughs> in her. Uh, it was, yeah, it was September. It was. It was still. It was September. And I wasn't really celebrating the Queen being dead as much as I saw that other people were doing so. And I was like, I bet I could play this off as me like just celebrating this one-off thing as opposed to just wanting to get drunk, right? You know? <laughs> so I did it. Like a lot of the time when you when when you see someone who you know just sort of wants to punch a guy and he's waiting in the argument until he reckons he can sort of twist an insult around into like, that could have been about my man. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You insulted my man. You fucker! And then he gets himself really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Um, uh, I've been in both but I forgot that I, I had watched and written a fairly comprehensive review of the first 45 minutes of the film King Ralph starring John Goodman as Ralph <laughs> uh, well I figured the queen was dead long live the king let's watch King Ralph uh, and for those of you unfamiliar with the, King the Ralph. Yeah, sorry, you're saying King Ralph like that's a thing everyone knows. Yeah, it's a huge thing that you clearly all know about. But for those in the audience listening who don't know about it, who are such big dweebs, um, the, 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 the King Ralph star is a 1991 comedy starring John Goodman. The entire British royal family is electrocuted and killed in a freak accident outside Buckingham Palace while having a royal portrait taken. Sir Cedric ensues. I mean, you could have stopped right there. Sir, Sir Cedric Willingham leads a search for any surviving heirs to whom to pass the crown. After days of searching, a living heir is found. American Ralph Jones. All right. <laughs> oh, Huge. Now, this was... Around, around this time, uh, John Goodman was also doing Barton Fink. I just want <laughs> everyone to know. <laughs> it's like one for, one for them, one for me, John. <laughs> His his one for me films as well. Sometimes we're like, I want to play uh, Babe Ruth. Yeah, John. That we were gonna we were gonna have you do that anyway, John. Yeah. That's you want that to be the one for you? Okay. <laughs> okay, I play him as a big bumbling elf. Yeah, John. That'd be fine. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I've written a fairly comprehensive. I, I figure I stopped after the first forty five minutes because it kind of it's. It's almost a perfect film for the first 45 minutes. It was critically panned, but critics don't know anything. Okay, they're all run by Pfizer and the media. Tucker Carlson told me so, and I believe him because I believe <laughs> everything he says. Um, <laughs> you know, he got that nickname because in college, that's not his name. His name is Brian Carlson. Tucker's a nickname from college. What? He used to do, yeah, he used to do a bit in his fraternity days. He would do a bit where he'd do a thing called a fruit bowl. Oh, yeah. Where you where you tuck your dick and balls in between it? your legs, turn around, and it looks like a fruit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the nickname he decided to keep. Oh yeah, they, like he, he gave him that. They were like, "Oh, let's call him, let's call him Legend." And he was like, "No, I think you're gonna call me Tucker. Pretty cool. Fits better on a mug." Anyway. Minute one: Royal family are all dead. Eleven minutes in: Fat guy is king. Off to a strong start. Don't <laughs> don't dwell on why the fat guy is the king. I'm gonna because... I'm gonna I'm gonna add some 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 so just I've had I think there's only one opportunity for me to say this. So I'll say it now. Go the it. images that show up when it when you look up King Ralph, it is him in a Green Bay Packers jacket. He would, yeah. I mean, that's he's yeah. the king of men. So if you're thinking like what kind of fat guy, it's cheese eating North American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, he doesn't play this. He doesn't play this subtle at all. 
17 minutes in, he fell in the fountain. 19 minutes in. <laughs> For the first time. But yeah, I mean, this is, I'm only listing the first time he does most of these things because if I was to list them all, we'd be here all day. 19 minutes. He dropped the crown in the hot tub. 20 minutes. He's in a strip club hanging out in the back with the strippers. 24 minutes in. They're playing cricket. 24 minutes and one second. He's broken a window in the palace. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It writes itself. It writes itself. Yeah, it really does write itself. 29 minutes. He meets the prime minister for tea. 30 minutes. He's fallen Who asleep. Who plays the prime during... minister? Oh, I can't remember. Um, no. Peter O'Toole's in it. Maybe it's him. Peter O'Toole. Oh yeah, Again, it's kind of one for him, one for them. Yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those ones as well, where it's like Hollywood didn't, in these days, very often come to London for a film, so they're just like, who are the best actors in jolly old England? Let's just get them. <laughs> Let's just get Peter O'Toole and Larry Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually John Hurt. Oh yeah. He's also in it. Wait, John Hurt is the prime minister. Oh no, really John, no, seriously, if you just look at the cast for this, it's stellar. It is really stellar. <laughs> this really should have been great. No, it uh, should have been, is. 30 minutes in, he's fallen asleep during meeting the Prime Minister for tea. 32 minutes, he has invited the strippers back to the palace. One of the strippers <laughs> is the love interest. At this point, I've put a note in with no minute marker to say they have mentioned Spotted Dick a number of times, each more hilarious than the last. Richard Griffiths is in this? You're, you're yeah, you're, you're just, you're... You're going to be, it should be better than it is. And it is already amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they, and, and John Goodman as well, the actor of all actors. And John Goodman, yeah. 37 minutes in, he's on a horse. He should have been on a horse sooner. That's a criticism. This is top <laughs> comedy. 40 minutes in, the king of a fictional African country, thinly veiled fict fictional African country, the king of Zambezi has arrived. <laughs> 40 minutes and one second Ralph is speaking in Ebonics <laughs> Oh yeah Hello 91 How you doing? You don't have to do the, the, the voice Please don't But can you tell me like Some of the words that he is saying? Um, I had to No because when I should have been looking that up I was googling to see if Ebonics was a phrase I shouldn't use It turns out it's fine Okay <laughs> Turns out it's fine Um uh, uh, now they're literally throwing spears. Why is this part necessary? Uh, <laughs> that part. Wow. <laughs> now he's trying to get the corgis to fetch. Now he's knighting a guy and he has cut off his ear. Oh, watch oh. out, Buckingham Palace. He's bowling with priceless vases. No. <laughs> no, no. And I, I stopped taking notes here, uh, possibly because I fell asleep. Um, but I think as long as nothing else happens, this is the perfect film. It's um, the perfect film. Wait, how does it end? King. And I have a note here as well that says the story is loosely based on the 1980 novel Headlong by Emlyn Williams. Very little of the story survived in the transition to screen. Characters were changed and the story was made into a comedy. <laughs> Whatever uh, book what? this was based on was serious. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, yeah. Now it was made into a comedy, but they did have the bit where he's on a horse and where he bowls with the vases. Yeah. But it was played totally seriously. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just really dramatic. 
just really dramatic John Goodman farting, you know? It was just, what changed? Well, it was set during the Blitz. And that was the only, <laughs> the only difference, you know? And I don't know that the Allies would have done any worse with John Goodman in charge. I think he could have brought that Hitler to heel a touch sooner, to be honest. He'd have probably invited him over for spear throwing, you know? <laughs> Actually, they could make it because who doesn't want to see King Ralph and Lederhosen? It's the only thing they missed out on. Yeah. No, wait, are we saying, okay, yeah, I immediately jumped to John Goodman is replacing replacing Winston Churchill, but John Goodman will be replacing King George, which oh, yeah. I think he'd give a bloody rousing good king speech. You better believe it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the whole body around whole... with Jeffrey Rush trying to figure out no how to do it. You'd be like, out of my way, you hoity-toity Aussie. And then he'd, you know, <laughs> he'd probably invite Mussolini around for baseball or something. I don't know. He'd, he'd probably, probably make fun would, of Roosevelt yeah. for being, he'd make fun of Roosevelt for being in a wheelchair. The whole war would have just gone. <laughs> oh, God, no. He's bringing Emperor Hirohito over for tea. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Put the lampshade down, John. <laughs> Well, let me show you a little, a little joke I have here about you Japanese, huh? <laughs> you sure like those wooden shoes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder at this point in his career, was John Goodman offer only or did he have to audition for this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the audition would have taken four seconds. <laughs> we need a big fat oaf. How many of those do we have lying around? I mean, was John Candy dead? I think at this time, think, or was he? St- Ooh, ninety-one. No, was John Candy still alive in ninety-one? I mean, even if he was, I have to think that I looked at John Candy and gone, he might bring a touch too much subtlety to this. <laughs> and Farley hadn't quite hit the national stage yet, so it couldn't be Farley. Although five years later, it would have been, and oh. six years later, it couldn't have been. You know, <laughs> yeah. 94 was John Franklin Candy. No longer with us. No, no, that's that's sad um, that he's no longer with us. Um, But uh, it's even, it's probably for the benefit of King Ralph that they didn't put John Candy in it. Yeah. He might have brought some gravitas to the role. John John Goodman just brought gravity because (laughs) of his enormous bulk, you see. John Goldman wouldn't even be con- John Goldman wouldn't even be considered like particularly heavy if you saw him walking around Florida now. You just, yeah. you just be like, yeah, oh, there's, there's a perfectly healthy fella. Whereas in 1991, it was like, hey, look at the size of him. Yeah, look he's like that could be a, that could be a linebacker right there. I mean, you've been yeah. to a Trump if you've been to a Trump rally, you're like, man, that's John Goldman was a pretty subtle guy, not boorish, yeah. not like yeah. Um. um I'm trying to see, does John Goodman have the Oscar? He's got it, surely. I don't know what yeah. he would have got it for, though. Yeah, because a lot of his things, he's not like the, like, Big Lebowski wouldn't have gotten it for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Inside Loom Davis. God, he was very good in Where Brother. He was, and that, they, they'd only, they only started to figure out quite late in his career that he was really good at playing, like, imposing and menacing as opposed to, like, bumbling oafs. What about his yeah. role of, as the as the the dad lion in Father of the Pride? You, I think that, he won an Emmy for that. Obviously, obviously he won. He, he I thought he got an EGOT for that alone. 
he he got it for that. Yeah, he did. Um, Father of the, I forgot that existed. Did yeah, me too. <laughs> he, he got a, he got a Golden Globe for for his work on Roseanne. Oh, of course, uh, Roseanne. Yeah. The reason yeah. we all know who he is. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He did get uh, nominated for Barton Fink. He is so feckin' good in Barton Fink. I've never, I, again, I've never seen Barton Fink. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Or if, if, yeah, no, I almost certainly haven't. It's a very funny name, too. You think I would have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got a King Ralph energy. You could have easily sold me on it. Like, hey, we're all going to watch Barton Fink. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Get a few brews. <laughs> so poor, poor King Ralph. Or you know, um, the, yeah, the rest Ralph. of the film doesn't stand up to how good that first forty-five minutes is. You know, the rest of it. The main joke is that they want them to marry a woman, and like she's beautiful and everything, but she has a voice that's really low. Which in nineteen ninety-one, bit of a deal breaker, you know. The whole <laughs> a joke bit of a deal going, breaker for the, for a hunk like John Goodman. <laughs> I mean, I would think so. I would think so. If anything is calling out to be remade as a limited series by Netflix, it isn't this. But when has that ever stopped them? <laughs> I'm sure Tom Segura could do with another special. Throw another couple of million at him. No need to remake King Ralph. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we really have time for Irish water. Um, can you give us? Can you, no, no. Don't give us. A, don't give us a flavor. I imagine that would be a pun that would be better to use in. The segment itself. Yeah. It, it involves a newspaper. There's a story. Oh, props. Yeah. Well, I, you don't really need to see the newspaper. Ah, I'll do it. It's pretty quick. Uh, Irish Water has said it cannot justify extra treatment of discharges from Dublin's Rings and Sewage plant outside the traditional bathing season. It can't justify it. Now, this goes on to say that the reason it can't is because it's... Um, Oh, sorry. First of all, the presence of bacteria such as E. coli associated with complaints of vomiting and skin infections following off-season swimming could be attributable to nearshore pressures such as dog feces or runoff from lands and misconnected houses and businesses, Irish Water said. Irish Water are essentially claiming it, it's probably not the poo that we're pumping out. It's probably, <laughs> probably other, other poo. It's probably <laughs> other poo. That's <laughs> Okay. I mean, yeah, it could be our poo, but it's probably other poo. We're pre- and this is us telling you this. Stay yeah, it's Irish it's water. It's your old pal Irish water. <laughs> oh, we we, we wouldn't do you dirty like that. We do you dirty <laughs> in a slightly different way. We're going to do you dirty. That's the truth of it. But what way we do it is no concern of yours. And it's only when you get to the analysis on page three that you start to understand what's going on here. So they, they conducted, a, they got the scientists in UCD to conduct a vigorous study of the water. Uh, outside uh, when the, with the UV uh, trial uh, that they were running, and they've determined that during the winter, you know, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, whereas the question there, the report does, however, state that the Irish Water will continue to use the UV system during the summer season, which begs the question of why the system would work at one time of the year, but not another. Uh, Ronan Kane, the environmental modeling specialist who oversaw the trial, top guy, he reckons it's probably other poo, but it, mm. but in case it isn't, 
he's a he's a nice. Uh, there's other things going on meteorologically in winter, which uh, would influence uh, UV use, you know, uh, increased rainfall, other sources of bacterial pollution. You know, that's the other poo again. The other poo. Mm, other poo, like yeah. Other poo bullet. seems to be a real recurring theme here. They are leaning heavily on the fact that this is other poo. So it's a very different <laughs> environment between summer and winter. <laughs> I think Olivia Kelly, who's writing this, is fairly home in cheek here going it is also the case that irish water is required under its operations license to use uv treatment in the summer so it hasn't had the opportunity to switch it off to determine if it is making a material difference during the bathing season essentially don't worry the thing we have to do to keep we, we can't extend the use of the uv treatment which we have to do to have our license in the summer because this analysis proves it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> this analysis of me saying it doesn't work yeah. This, so, uh, this analysis of me saying it's other poo. So don't worry. It's probably also not safe during the bathing season when we're <laughs> treating water. And the reason I brought this up, I suppose as much as anything else, is to always remember whenever Eamon Ryan or anyone else from the government, I pick on Eamon Ryan because he's usually the one talking about this stuff. I get the impression that the rest of them do so through gritted teeth or to distract us. Uh, when they're when they're saying that they know what to do about something as complicated as climate change, just remember that they're still pumping poo into the sea and attributing any negative effects of the poo to probably some other poo. <laughs> and they'll sit there and go, <laughs> climate change deniers are science deniers. Yes, they are. But and, and they suggest things like well, it could be just a natural cycle. Perhaps there's another reason why, uh, you know, the sky is falling and the temperatures are rising. And that's nonsense. It is also nonsense, however, to say that it's probably the other poo. <laughs> we can't even turn off the tap that puts poo in the water. And we're expected where, to be Manus, able to sort where out do you climate. want the poo to go? Yeah, Manus, where do you want the poo to go? Where do you want, want it to go? all to somewhere somewhere oh drop it in manus's house guys manus knows what to do, with the, poo. What to do yeah. with the poo i want the poo <laughs> i want the poo to be redirected somewhere where it won't make a noticeable difference where there's an already a tremendous amount of shite being talked like leinster house oh! i'd say probably <laughs> got him but me, like they wouldn't notice a few extra. No, if you actually put it me. me, that would probably improve. No, the serious answer is me. Obviously, we're, we're, farting, we're farting around the shite here, but we do mean me. Obviously. This podcast isn't all comedy. It's also solutions. And the solution to this is, in fact, me. So when they're the telling to you... Me. They love it. They eat it up there. Every time they're assuring you that they're fixing climate change, just remember that they haven't fixed the poo. <laughs> and in fact, haven't acknowledged that the poo is the cause of the poo. They're there suggesting might be some other poo. They're like the, they're like physicists being like, yeah, we can't explain all this energy going around from the things we can see. It's probably dark matter. Like they're <laughs> like, it's probably dark poo. Responsible. Do you reckon your kidney stone went through the UV thing, or do you reckon it's it's out there as well? And do you reckon when it did, it went dink? I'd say I'd say it went through the UV thing. Yeah. I'd say it's currently blocking whatever like sewage. Thing takes away your your wastewater garden. I'd say it was that big. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a meteorite. I just heard like... It was like I heard it was like a meteorite. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So two great segments there. Really just purely like late night talk shows. And they're getting more popular than ever. So this is what this is what we need to go down the road of. Yeah. Can I talk about this beer? You you can. It's probably best that you do. According to land will convict you, Gav. Uh pick up this beer. Whoa. Decide if you like it or not. The smell is coffee and cacao. The taste is sour summer fruit. And then there's an aftertaste of like coffee and cacao that like maybe is a little bit unpleasant, but it's interesting. It's 6.7%. Horizont, you're you're doing it. You're out there. You're, you know, living your own truth. Um, I like it. It's an, it's an eight. But like so close to being like a two. Yes. You know, like, it's, an, it's... like, like an, an, an extra cacao nib or coffee bean in the mash. And this is a two, but they've yeah. struck a balance where it's it's an eight. Wow! And if somebody came to you and said, "I hate this," you would have to go. Yeah, you probably do. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, totally get it. On another day where I had had like some pretzels beforehand, and I, there was salt <laughs> where I could taste things a bit better, like yeah. maybe I'd hate this. Like this is so on the edge that, like, yeah, I couldn't blame you for hating it. I couldn't blame it. Blame you if it was your favorite beer. They're they're swinging for the fences, and I love it. Excellent. Uh, still 10 out of 10 for the old uh, punk IPA, I presume, Jack. Yeah. Uh, it's fu- you know what it's it, yeah, as IPAs go, it's yeah. like you're uh, not a big IPA guy, are you? No, but it does one thing I will say, the reason I like this one is that it gets easier, like the it gets easier to drink the more of it you drink, which is like yes. first sip, it's a bit fucking it's a bit fucking staley, which is the thing I don't like about IPAs. And then you gotta just mellow into it. Mellow and it's quite it. nice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I've been drinking nothing for 10 days and uh, it uh, improves like health and stuff, but for boredom, it's not great. But hey, what are you gonna do? You know, 10 what are, 10 you, are, you, are, you, are you reading anything or picking up any are you, Pokemon Sword and Shield? No, <laughs> um, I'm not really doing anything extra or anything different than what I was doing, um, like working out more. I suppose, <laughs> like, yeah, doing a bit more walking and stuff. Uh, it's not. It's only been. It's only been like the first ten days are really easy because it's just like every day you start to feel a little bit more awesome because like you're not the poison is still getting out. Yeah, it's only yeah, like yeah. day like after about the second week, you're like, is this thing still going on? I just get to feel normal the whole time. You know, <laughs> that, that's when like new little little th- I start to do new little things. Like you know, it's like oh, I'm gonna read that book that I've had there forever. Yeah. Mm. Be fine. Uh, I've picked up having a way slower heartbeat. Fitbit knows for sure when we're yeah, on yeah, yeah. The guys in the lab down at Fitbit are like, Mantle's off the booze again. <laughs> yeah, they know for sure what it is, you know. Anyway, God bless us. And um Gavin, just before we sign off, I will ask you. I, I know it's often said that like um in the when when a woman gives birth. Uh, afterwards, the the endorphins kind of make you forget the pain. So I'm guess guess I'm saying is, are you going to start trying for another kidney stone? I'm um, probably going to try for another kidney stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. eat a lot of uh, calcium. Uh, is that what does it? Is it a calcium thing? Look, I looked. Up, I looked. I looked up what did it. I think it's salt, sugar, too much exercise, or not enough exercise, oh, and maybe, not drinking yeah. enough water. <laughs> It's it, it's that exercise that, it's that exercise that gets you. Yeah, exactly. It's that. Yeah, I just cut down on the exercise. 
Yeah. Put down <laughs> the exercise, you'll be fine. Yeah, I guess it's too much because it would dehydrate you or like. Yeah. You know what? Stop um, stop eating all those stones as well. Stop eating all those kidney stones. Other people's kidney stones when they weed them out, I just stop. I mean, they, obviously they are the pure concentrated stuff that's bad for you and therefore delicious. So it must be really tempting to eat them. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but don't don't eat them. Uh, even though dietary uh, di- dietary uh, intake of kidney stones has not been shown to increase serum kidney stone levels in the body. That kidney stone cancel guy got to you too, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. All righty. Uh, Leaves us only one thing to cheers to, to the other poo. The other poo. To the other poo. May we and to make cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air. <laughs>